Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you and praise you, God, for this day, because this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, because you are my strength and redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the School of the Prophets. Hallelujah. You know, I'm excited about this, because this is something that I've taught before, and I've just enhanced my teaching with more information. Uh, one of the things that I believe that is very important that we as prophetic people know what to do, what to say, and how to say it, you know? Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely want to uh, be in alignment with the word. And just to get started uh, about the introduction for the School of the Prophets, the prophets of the Old Testament were individuals who received messages from God. Now I want to stop right there and say messages from God. Nowadays, we have a lot of messages going forth. We have a lot of people that say that they are prophesying in the name of the Lord, that they are saying what thus saith the Lord, but they are not. It is not from God. And because, and how do I know that? Because it's not lined up with his word. And so we mm -hmm. have to be careful. And also another thing is we can't get caught up in the money, money, money thing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, God will provide. And there are times when God will say, take an offering. There are times when he said, but we are not as prophets. We will not, um, how can I say, we will not uh, monetize the gospel. You know, we will not make people think that in order for them to be able to get a word from the Lord or get encouragement or get correction, that you have to pay for it because you don't. The price mm -hmm. is already paid. There's free will offerings and things like that. But when it comes to us as prophets doing what God has called us to do, there is no amount of money that you can even put on it, you know, to be able, there, there's no amount of money that you can, that you need to put on that. Okay. And so again, as I said, they received their messages in the Old Testament, they received their messages from God and they were very serious about what they were doing and what they were saying. Very serious. And so, and also another thing is they played a significant role in shaping the religious, social, and political landscape of Israel during their time. They weren't just out there doing stuff to make themselves look big. They were in, look at the prophet Amos, and we're going to get to him later, but he was all about um, social injustice and correcting that. Now, he wasn't even a quote-unquote prophet, you know, at first because he was um, he was out there, you know, ripening the fruit on the trees, and he was a vine dresser, and you know, he lived in Tekoa, but he was doing what he was supposed to do, and God just snatched him up and said, this is what I want you to do. So he had a burden for what was right that was going on in the land at that time, and as prophets, not only do prophets uh, care about prophesying, but we care about social injustices, you know, and things like that, not just not just, you know, prophesying to people, political, you know, things as well. And, you know, we have the ability to pray 
things into existence. The Bible says that the life and death are in the power of the tongue. We as prophets have a we have power in our tongues. Now that's not um, exclusive to prophets, but since we're talking about prophets, we're talking about what we say and how we say it. Okay, and so if we see something that's going on that's not right, that's going against the word of God, we have the ability to pray against that and pray the perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. So they played a significant role in shaping the religious, social, and political landscape of Israel during their time. And they, the messages, if you look at the prophets in the Old Testament, their messages literally impact us today because we can look back for where we were, where they were, and we can apply those ways, the ways that they did things, how they waited on God, how they listened to him, how they were steadfast and unmovable and were not going to move off of what God said. They were just going to do, hey, I'm going to do what God said, and that is it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was it. Welcome, uh, Yashika. And so, you know, we have to just do that. We have to stand, as you say, flat foot, 10 toes down on what the word says, and not be um, moved by society, not mm -hmm. by what other people may say that may seem right. You know, the Bible says that there is a way to seem right unto a man, but in the end, it's destruction. Same way with prophets, just because every other quote-unquote prophet is saying something that seems right to a man, if it's going against the word of God, we don't need to be saying it, we don't need to be doing it, and we do not need to be involved in it. And we're just in the introduction, y'all. <laughs> we are just in the introduction. God bless you, Yashika, for coming in. And so, yeah, we're, we're just in the introduction. On, and so what we're going to be talking about is this course will literally explore the lives and the teachings of the major and the minor prophets of the Old Testament. And it's also we're going to provide insight into their messages, the historical context, and the relevance to contemporary readers. And we're the contemporary readers. We're the one that's reading it. And then also I want you guys to know that um, I will send you a digital manual after class and then um, for those of you who have requested a physical manual, it is being printed, okay? Now, let's start with chapter one. We want to talk about what were the roles of the prophets in the uh, Israelite society? What were their roles? Now, the first chapter of this manual um, examines the role of prophets in the Israelite society. It explores the relationships between the prophets, the kings, the priests, and how the prophets challenge the social and politi political status quo, which they were challengers. Have you ever felt like in your spirit that I can't let that go? I am not letting that go. I got to bring correction to that. That is not right. See, as a prophetic person or have that prophetic unction, you're not just going to let stuff go. You're not just going to let it sit there. You're going to challenge the injustices. If it's going against the word, especially, you're going to challenge that. And that's what we saw the prophets in the Old Testament doing, they challenged the injustice. They didn't go with the status quo. I don't care how it looked like. If it was not lined up with the word of God, they weren't going with that, were they? They were not going with it. And we're also going to talk about in chapter one, um, the prophetic message and how it evolved over time and how the prophets were received by the people of Israel. Because, you know, sometimes pe that people received them and sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they would say, oh, yeah, yeah, man of God, I received that. And the next thing you know, they're trying to kill them. <laughs> Isn't that how it is today? That's how it is today. The, the words sound good, 
until you gotta um you gotta digest it. It sounds good until you gotta digest it. And then also uh when you look at chapter two, we're gonna be talking about the major prophets. So we're gonna be breaking down um the major prophets in the word, and this focuses on the four major prophets of the old testament. We're gonna talk about Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about their lives. And this is so important that as prophetic people, we know what we're dealing with. We know who we're dealing with. You know, we know where we come from. Of course, we come from Christ because we were birthed through him. But there are prophets in the Old Testament that has such a profound impact on the nations, not just the local churches. They impacted the nations. And that is literally what we want to look at how we are impacting the nations. Are we impacting the nations as prophets? If we're not impacting the nations as prophets, why not? That tells me that the focus may be off. The focus may be off because the prophets of the Old Testament, again, they dealt with the priests, they dealt with the kings, and they dealt with the nation. And they came with a vengeance, not their vengeance, but the vengeance of the Lord, that this is going to get in order. And so God wants to, I will say, re-raise up a company of prophets that will stand up for the um, not only the um, religious injustice and lies, but the social injustice, the political arena. God wants to use us specifically in all of those arenas. And when we're talking about Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, um, we're going to look at that and what they did. And it also, in chapter two, it's going to be an overview of their lives. We're going to look at their lives. We're going to look at their messages. And we're going to look at their impact on the Israel, uh, Israelite society. That's something that we really need to back up and check out. What impact are we having on our society? It's one thing to know you're a prophet and we can prophesy. But, you know, another thing that we're going to get into is, are you prophesying out of the spirit of God or is it a familiar spirit? We have to really begin to look at those things and say, God, am I prophesying? You know, am, am I, do I have everything in me and check to the point where I'm not reaching over into the wrong realm? Very, very easy to do. And we have to be so connected with the Lord, our God, that we're not reaching over into another realm. Are you reaching to another realm? Do you know if you're reaching to another realm? We have to really be careful. And so that's some of the things we're going to be talking about. And also when we look at chapter two, it's going to explore how these prophets challenged. There's that challenge. You know, I, I back in the day, I love to debate, but I found out that debating of scripture is not right. <laughs> but I used to love to debate. And so I don't do that anymore, but I will challenge i will challenge because i believe in defending the faith and there's a way that we do that right and so we want to we're going to look at in chapter two how the prophets challenged the religious the, excuse me, the religious and the political leaders of their time and how their message of judgment and hope continues to resonate today there's not only judgment but there's hope there's hope you don't want to get right Hey, that's between you and God. <laughs> you want to prop a lot, that's between you and God, and, and you'll let him deal with it. Because I tell you what, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> you know, 
when I think about the seriousness of the ministry of the prophet, how serious that really is, um, that is very, very interesting. Now, um, Yashika, we are going to be on television. You can be on, you know, uh, I just want to make sure that you're okay with that. That's fine. Okay, great. So you'll be seen around the world. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, yep, I just wanted to make sure that was okay. So, yeah. And so when we're looking at prophets, when we're looking at what we do and how we do it and why we do it, everything has to line up with the word of God. Our whole motive and thrust has to come from the word and not anyone else. You know, we have to really, really um, do that. Hallelujah. God bless you, Apostle Ron. Thanks for coming in. So when we're looking at that, we looked at how they challenged the religious and political leaders of their time and how their message of judgment and hope continues to resonate again with us today. Now, when we get over to chapter three, we're going to be talking about the minor prophets. So we got the major prophets and we have the minor prophets. You know, when I was uh, early on in ministry, I thought the uh, major and minor mean, meant that they were not as important as the major, but it's basically the amount of uh, books that they actually wrote, which makes them minor and, uh, major and minor prophets. God bless you, Brother uh, Apostle Ron. And we are going to be broadcasting this live on television, not live on television, but on television. So if you're okay with being on television on your screen, you can leave your screen on. If not, you can turn it off. Not a problem. Okay. And so the next thing we're going to be talking about again is the minor prophets. Now, in the third chapter of uh, the manual and what we're going to be teaching uh, about, we're going to be talking about the minor prophets of the Old Testament. They were Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, and Sephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And so we're going to be going, you know, not into an exhaustive teaching about the major and minor prophets, but enough to wet your whistle and to get you excited about, you know, really studying them out. Because when we study and see the prophets of the Old Testament, if you begin to do a study on them and begin to really tune into what they were doing, who they were addressing, how they were addressing, and not only that, how they went about addressing certain issues of certain people. See, that is one of the things that we have to know how to bring that message. You know, we have to know how to deliver the message. If we deliver it in the wrong way, it could drive people away. But if we deliver it according to the word of God and how he wants us to deliver it, it will draw them to Christ. The Bible says that with love and kindness have I drawn thee. God didn't call us to be prophets of doom and gloom. I'm going to say that one more time. He did not call us <laughs> to be prophets of doom and gloom. See, we are to exhort. We're to, yes, we are to correct. But even in uh, correction, there's love. Amen. When we correct, we correct with love because, see, we want to draw people that are out of alignment. They are receiving the wrong words of wisdom, knowledge, and, you know, the um, through a, a familiar spirit. We want to draw them with the love of Christ. And that can literally be done. We can, we want to uh, draw them. Amen. And so we're going to be talking about that. And also, we're going to be looking at the historical context. Because if we don't know the historical context of what we're studying, we're just listening to information. 
Historical context is really good because you're going to learn the history, where they came from, who were their parents, if they were mentioned, some of them weren't mentioned, but we're going to look at that. We're going to look at the, the culture. I, I got a manners and customs book that I, I like to reference at times because I like to know what was going on in the community at that time. What were their types of different types of um, ways of doing things and why did they do it that way? Now think about this. We know that when we um, go into the kitchen and we cook, we wash our dishes, you know, we, we cook out of clean plates, right? Clean uh, pots and pans and things like that. But, you know, if a person or a culture said, we're just going to grab what's up there and use it and we don't care about that, then that's their culture. And I'm not saying the cultures do that. I'm just using it as an example. So it's really good to know what the historical context is for those that we are studying about. And we want to and we're also going to explore how their messages challenge the people of Israel to repent and turn back to God. Now, that's very significant. We, as prophets of God, as apostles of God, as fivefold ministers, our main thrust is to not get people to look at us, but to turn the children of God back to him. We want to have such an impact on the lives of God's people that they will want to repent. They will want to turn back to God. Why? Because they will literally see him in us. And they'll want what we have. They'll be a hunger and thirst. The Bible says, you know, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, or they, for they shall be filled, right? So listen to this. If a person encounters us, and when they leave our presence, and they're not saved, and they're not hungering and thirsting after what we have, we need to go back and find out what happened. What happened? Am I on fire enough for God? Am I really, really, you know, in this for him for real to the point that when people encounter me, they're going to want what I have. They're going to want what I have. They're going to want Jesus. They're going to want to be saved and delivered and set free. And that is what the prophets of the Old Testament did. They came with a vengeance against the enemy to turn back the people of God back to the father. And that is part of our mandate. We are coming to take back. We're taking back what the enemy has taken by way of God's people. We're not going to leave them out there to themselves. We're going to present the gospel. We're going to present the kingdom. And if God gives us a word of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy for them, and it's lined up with his word, so be it. Give it. Because <laughs> it's going to help somebody. Okay, we're also going to be talking about Prophecy in the New Testament. In this manual, the prophecy in the New Testament, we're going to talk about how the teachings of the Old Testament prophets, prophets were fulfilled in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about that. See, the one thing about this class is I did not want this class to be, I'm going to teach you how to prophesy. Uh-uh. <laughs> Because if we have the word of God in us and we have the spirit of God in us, when we open our mouth, he will fill it. It's not my job to teach anyone how to prophesy, but it's my job to teach balance and uh, of kingdom authority and order and the word of God to the point that when you leave this class, you will have a working knowledge of what the prophets did and we how we are to pattern ourselves and govern ourselves accordingly you know, uh, of course, Jesus being first, but then look at the prophets of the Old Testament and, you know, pattern our, our, our lives and our ministry being patterned correctly.
We have a lot of people out here nowadays that the pattern is off. They talk a good game. I'm going to say that again. They talk a good game. They know the word through and through, but the pattern is off. It's off. And God is calling us to put those things in order. Amen. Hallelujah. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that in the New Testament and how, you know, that was found in Jesus Christ. And we're also uh, we're going to talk about the roles of the apostles as prophets in the early church, uh, Christian church and how the prophetic message continues to impact the church today. The message of the uh, apostles and prophets, even in the New Testament, it impacts us right now. We look and you say, well, how is that? I'm glad you asked. Um, it impacts us because we can look at the Apostle Paul. We can look at the Apostle Peter and all those in the, um, the New Testament and say, am I patterning my life after them? You know, we look at the word and we pattern our lives after Jesus, but we also have examples in the apostles in the New Testament. And it's really important to study them. And we're going to have a class on the, uh, the ministry of the apostles after uh, this one is done. Now, another thing that we're going to talk about is the relevance of prophets today. Are prophets relevant? Are prophets really, you know, are they relevant? Are they necessary? What are they? Are they relevant? Yes, they are. Many people will tell you, and I've heard this as well, that there are no apostles today. There are no prophets today. I've heard that. But we have to, you know, one thing I want you to know is we are alive and well on the planet Earth, and we ain't going nowhere <laughs> until Jesus returns. Amen? Nowhere until he returns. I'm not going, everybody say, I'm not going nowhere until Jesus returns. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. And so another chapter. So in talking about um, are the prophets irrelevant for today, we're going to examine the relevance of the prophets. We're going to explore how prophetic messages continue to challenge us to live justly and to turn back to God. That is the thrust, to live justly, holy, and turn back to God. And to get the people that are straggling the fence, you know, I'm, I'm sure we all know somebody that's a prophet that's straggling the fence, that need to just come on and stop playing. Amen. We know somebody. We even may have family members that are extremely prophetic, always prophesying, don't even know what they're doing. We need to help them. We need to help them get to where they need to be because they have a mission. God did not give them that ability and that gifting just to, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is not why they have that gift. So it's important. God is going to help us to help them and bring them and turn them back to God. And we're going to also going to um, talk about the prophetic messages to, that will speak to issues like poverty, environmental degradation, and social injustice. Wasn't that what the prophets in the Old Testament were doing? That's what they were doing. They spoke to those issues. We're going to begin to speak to those issues. We're going to begin to speak to mountains and say, mountain be removed. Get this poverty out of my city, out of my family, and be cast into the sea because we have kingdom work to do, and it takes finances to do kingdom work. Finances and favor. I'll say both of those, finances and favor. But you know, if you got enough favor, you probably don't even need to finance. <laughs> I'm going to put that right there. I'm going to stick a pin in that one. <laughs> All right, and we're also going to be talking about 
the role of prophets in society, what was the perfect, uh, what is the perfect, the, excuse me, the, what is the purpose, okay, <laughs> of the prophetic ministry? And how do prophets serve their community? How do we serve our community? How do we serve our nation? See, these are things in the traditional prophetic classes that are not even talked about. You don't hear it. See, we, we want to get to the nuts and bolts. We want to get to where the nitty gets gritty. We want to get to the communities because you know what? If the communities and the nation don't come up, we are, we're toast. We're toast. And it's our job as leaders in God's army to raise up communities, not just one or two people, but God wants to use us to change entire communities and it can be done. It can be done and it will be done by God's grace. So how can prophets effectively communicate God's message to people who, not, who may not be receptive? We're gonna be talking about that. How can we effectively communicate? Well, you know, before we go in, we pray, we pray. We ask God to open the door. We ask God to soften their hearts so they will be receptive to the message that we're going to bring to them. So that's something, again, that we're going to be talking about. I'm excited about it myself, personally. <laughs> we're also going to be talking about something that's very, very, very important. We're going to be talking about loyalty, integrity, and truth. That is key. We got to be loyal to God. We have to have integrity and we have to have truth because we know that the devil is the father of lies and the opposite of a lie is the truth, right? So we have to be in truth. Integrity is one of the most important values that a person can possess. It's the foundation of character and without the other virtues like honesty, loyalty, kindness, they lose their meaning. They lose their meaning. So we got to have integrity, okay? And also when we look at Integrity as prophets at its core, it literally means being true to ourselves and our values, which is the word of God and the values of the kingdom when ain't nobody looking. Prophets, we have to be, we have to keep everything in check when nobody's looking because God is always looking. He knows what's going on. <laughs> he knows what's going on with us on the inside and on the outside, right? <laughs> He knows, okay? And so we have, to, we have to look at that. When we look at integrity, it's often described with doing the right thing even when it's difficult. Have you ever had a challenge like that? To do the right thing even when it's difficult? We all have, and it means being honest with ourselves and others when it might be easier to lie, okay? I've been in situations like that. I did not want to tell the person the truth about themselves, but I had to because, it, you know, number one, God is a God of truth, and the devil is the father of lies. So I know who my daddy is, <laughs> the father of truth. So I'm not going to be lying to you. Even if it hurts you, I want to tell you what's going to help save your soul and maybe keep you from falling in a ditch. Now, as prophets, this is something we have to face. Whether you like me or not, whether you come back next week or not, I have to tell you the truth because I'm accountable. We are accountable to the God who is the God of truth. Remember on that, um, on the, uh, what is that? The belt of truth is around our waist, isn't it? And we know that that belt, it holds up everything else, doesn't it? It keeps everything intact. So as prophets of God, keeping things intact literally means that we have to be rooted and grounded in truth. 
in the word of God, doing what's right all the time, not half the time, but all the time. I have a problem with those that don't have integrity. And I would tell them about themselves in a heartbeat, not to be mean, not to be rude, but in a loving way, brother or sister, that's not right. And let me take you in the Bible and show you where, okay? That's how we're to do it. So we have to be honest with ourselves, honest with God and honest with people. And it means being responsible as a prophet full of integrity. We have to be responsible and accountable for our actions. Well, I just couldn't help it. I had to do it. I had to say, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. That's, that's the old stuff, okay? We are mature in the things of God. And we admit when we're wrong, because guess what? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, amen? So prophets, if we miss it, it's okay to say, I missed it. I messed up. Forgive me. And pick up, dust yourself off, and keep moving. And that's okay. That is okay. The Bible says that there is no one perfect, no matter one except the Father that's in Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross, founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Fivefold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252-764-5685 or email us at apostleajcross at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.